0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Or free record on my count. 7 6 five, four, three, two, Roll A fade up on A.
0: Southern Miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Monday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Sander, First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke continues uh, his overseas travels, should be back with us early next week. Opening segment of today's show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great place to have lunch or dinner seven days a week. They cook their fresh meats in-house every day. Lots of great sides, lots of great desserts. They cater as well. Dickie's always happy to cater any special occasion for you, whether large or small. You can just sit back, relax, and let Dicky's do the cooking, and uh, Kelly Center, it's always good.
1: It always is, and, and sometimes people will say, well, I don't I don't want to order right now because there's a line. Now, I like it when I go to Dickie's and there's a line because I just Im- imbibe the... Uh, the soft-serve ice cream. You
0: drift over to the ice cream machine and just... Just so happens. Indulge that it's, until the line It's not you know. going
1: to eat itself. Bob, no, right? no, So <laughs> I got
0: you. Uh, the soft-serve ice cream endorsed by Kelly Santer. 100%. At Dickey's Barbecue Pit. It's Monday, and it's time to talk about baseball, of course. Golden Eagles uh, win two out of three this weekend, take the series against what I thought was a very good Central Arkansas baseball team. Coach Scott Berry joins us every Monday. And, uh, Coach, thanks for coming on today, as always.
2: Yes, sir. Glad to be on.
0: I'm guessing you're going to agree with me. Central Arkansas looked to me to be a well coached, disciplined, and pretty tough ball team, weren't they?
2: Yes, yeah, they were. And uh, I knew that going in. Uh, coach Gum and I go way back. We're both from the same junior college. He's a little younger than me, but played for the same junior college coach. And, uh, you know, the values that. He instilled in and in what I feel like is myself or certainly instilled in, in Coach Gum as well. So he's a he's a real competitor. His kids always compete. You know, back in two thousand and thirteen they came in and took two out of three from us that that weekend and uh he had a veteran club, a lot of older guys, uh you know, bunch of junior college kids, uh whole lineup was really just junior college kids. But uh, you know, Friday, a really tough Arm that he threw at us on Friday night. I mean, a legit Friday night starter for sure. That, uh, you know, of course, Coach Gum said that's the best he's ever pitched, and uh, he, he pitched really good uh, against us that night. So, all right. Uh, but, you know, happy to get out of there with two out of three for
0: sure. All right, all right Coach. Uh, first question about Friday night. It, it was as cold as I ever recall it being at Pete Taylor Park. It was just really cold. And I realize that both teams play in the weather, but. I'm curious, as a fan, to know when it's that cold as it was Friday night. Is it difficult for baseball teams to play at their best? Does it have an effect on the kids?
2: Oh, I'm sure it does. You know, uh, you know, but you know, I think what you have to do is, and we talked about it Thursday at practice, is dominate the elements. You know, we knew it was going to be cold. The forecast predicted it to be that way, so. You know, both teams, like you said, had to play in it and both teams had to deal with it. And, uh, you know, you just go out there and you just try to mentally give the best you can and, and hope that your team overcomes it. And, you know, their guy, uh, you know, really, really dialed in on the mound and didn't give us uh, a whole lot of opportunities. And when he did, you know, we didn't, uh, we didn't take care of business like we should have and got on the board late. Uh, but, you know, obviously it was a little too late. Um, for us to go ahead and get all back down six runs
0: right and so you drop your first game of the year but you come back saturday uh very impressed that i was with the way the baseball team played saturday and you know another seven inning three hit performance by walker powell who it just seems like nowadays every time that kid comes on the mound coach he throws strikes and delivers for the baseball team
2: well he does and uh, you know coming off the friday loss you know certainly i was anxious to get him back out there and and see how we were going to respond. Uh, you know, we're relatively young. Uh, I like to say do, and we've got some really outstanding older guys who are leaders, but, you know, there's a, there's just a few of those guys. Even the, the returners are somewhat young. You know, McGillis is just right. a sophomore and Lynch is just a sophomore. So, you know, on the, uh, on the offensive side, of course, Gibbs, a, a senior and, and Gabe is a, uh, Montenegro is a junior so everything else is pretty much young so i was anxious to get us back out there and see how we were going to be led by those older guys and how the younger guys would follow and, and certainly they answered the call and got the momentum back in our favor to to give us a chance to uh to win on 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 sunday but you mentioned walker powell you know walker seems to be very consistent when he goes out there he uh You know, he just, he got to blow a lot of people away. He just defines pitching and uses both sides of the plate. And he was dropping his secondary pitch in there for a strike, which has proved to be uh, probably a major factor in in the outcome of of success of all pitchers. And, uh, but, you know, Walker just, he went out there and did what he does best. And that's just pitch.
0: And then Hunter Stanley came in and really shut things down for you the last couple innings.
2: He did. You know, Isaiah, maybe we went with him a little bit too much. Uh, you know, obviously it's always room to second guess when something doesn't, uh, go your way. And, and we do it as coaches. I know fans do it all the time, but you know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have tried to extend Isaiah another inning, but he was really clean there in the eighth. And, uh, they had a couple of, uh, couple of hits at second and third and nobody out when we brought Stanley in. and They ended up getting uh, a hit down, a double down the right field line, I believe, to uh, to go ahead and tie that thing up. So it was a kind of a seesaw, you know, back and forth. But our guys stayed in the middle of the ring and kept exchanging blows and, and doing what it what it what we had to do to to finally come out of winter on a walk-off.
1: Man, what has impressed me is how the youngsters on this Golden Eagle team have sent message to the older guys, I don't care if I'm a freshman or a sophomore, I want to play. These young kids are really showing out, Coach.
2: No, Well, they are, you know, but I also give a lot of credit, Kelly, to our older guys and making those guys feel comfortable, not making them feel young, and, and, and the separation in age. I think they're really... Encouraging them to uh, you know you know hey, you're here for a reason you know the coaches they identified you in the recruiting process as somebody to come in here and help us and uh, you know so it's been a it's been a neat team to watch as far as the chemistry goes. I think that uh, on and off the field, the way they get along with one another, the way they hold each other accountable. Uh, you know, is what's important in, in trying to develop that team chemistry. These, these guys seem to really work well.
1: And coach, are you allowed to talk about anybody that has committed to your program publicly?
2: Uh, if they've signed, you can. If if, if they haven't signed, can't.
1: Okay, well then I, I was. I, I saw. I, I can talk about them though, right? <laughs> You can talk. I can. Yeah. No. No. I. No. I, I get you, and I certainly don't want to put you. We'll, we'll do when you get off the air. We'll talk. Yeah. I, I. got to see a, a kid play this weekend who has verbally committed. I, I. think he's just verbally committed though at the point. Right. Um, right. But. But at any rate, yeah. I, it's been impressive how how the younger guys. But I think you know we talked a little bit about this last week that that with these perfect game and baseball factory and Under Armour events and things. I think even though kids might be freshmen at eighteen and so on because of the the way that travel ball has evolved and so on, I think freshmen are more prepared than ever before to come in and com- maybe compete with a senior.
2: Well, I think you're right. I mean, it's just the, the level of play has has gotten better. The uh, the uh, exposure that kids are under right now, that they go out and they know that eyes are on them. Where before, you know, you could be at, some type of a summer event and nobody you know you'd have no idea if a college coach was there or a scout was there and uh, now now everything is well advertised and 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 very visible so these kids they kind of they kind of compete under pressure all the time so they're kind of you know they're kind of used to it
0: right so coach you guys go one and one so you've split it coming into yesterday's game and I thought yesterday the team pretty much dominated the ball game, so you had to you had to be pleased with the way the kids responded to their first loss of the season. Yes.
2: Yes, you know I was. Obviously, it's a game of momentum, and we lost the momentum on Friday, uh, and and certainly it, it went in Central Arkansas' favor, and we had to get the momentum back, and then on Sunday we had to keep the momentum on our side in in order to win the series, and. And that's what our guys did. You know, I hate there in the first inning we had bases loaded, two outs, and Lynch was up, and we get a ball that goes right under the darn catcher, and it hugs the ground and goes back and and bounces off the wall under the pad and comes right back to the uh, to right. the catcher, and, and you know LeBlanc gets gets tagged out. Otherwise, uh, you know. You know we're up one nothing, and second and third with Danny, and you know, of course, we all kind of looked at each other and said, you know, somebody's living right today on that on that bounce. So, but our guys didn't, you know, they didn't uh, they didn't back off. They kept the kept the gas pedal down, and and uh, and and so did Central Arc. I mean, I think that's what's in- impressive about them. Even on 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 Saturday, they took us to extra innings, and yesterday they made a real game of it when when they were kind of out of it there at one point, but, right. uh, you know, I think what we saw on Saturday and Sunday's game, we finally started getting two out hits in RBIs, and that was a key. Yesterday, LeBlanc came in for an injured Reed Trimble, uh, gave us a big two-out, two-RBI hit. Guidry had a two-out, two-RBI hit as well. Uh, you know, so Dustin Dickerson, you know, two outs, but had a couple of ribbies there uh, on a the big double, so... Had a lot of guys with some key hits. Now we did. We still continue to miss on the opportunities. They okay, Third, less than two
0: outs. Coach, hang okay. on one second. We we'll hit a hard break. We're gonna hold you over if you're good. Yep. Uh, three minute break. Back with Coach Scott Berry. Talking more Southern Miss baseball on the Eagle Hour. Don't go anywhere. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. Golden Eagles now 6-1 on the season with a busy week in front of them. We're talking to head baseball coach Scott Berry. Before we resume with Coach Berry, quick reminder about Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmart.net. They've got great Southern Miss baseball apparel on the, on the aisles waiting for you right now. And, of course, they've got books. They've got uh, stuff for your home, for your car, uh, they're open six days a week on Hardy Street right across the street from the campus. If you're listening to us in other parts of the state this afternoon and you want to buy you some swag, go to campusbookmark.net.
1: And they've got in just in time for graduation, Bob. Coming up in May, they have the, the uh, graduation shadow boxes for, right. for the diplomas, you right. know, so you can get them framed real nicely. Just, you, you paid enough for it, right? Yeah, so well frame get... it and
0: keep it. That That's is right. exactly for sure. All right, Golden Eagles uh, have a good week. They win three games, uh, only lose one, the first loss of the year. to good Central Arkansas team, but uh, we didn't talk really about it. But uh, on Tuesday night, the Golden Eagles beat UNO 6-5 to five, uh, as a, you know, re had a really good day, delivered two-run game-winning uh, double uh, in the bottom of the ninth inning to uh, to win another dramatic ball game for Southern Miss. And, Coach, before we move on to this week, uh, I know you don't keep up with this kind of stuff, Coach, but you're only 11 wins short of 400 wins as a Southern Miss baseball coach, and you will be the fastest coach to get to that plateau in the history of the program.
2: Well, that just means that I've been surrounded by some really, really good players and coaches. That's all
0: I can say. Well, congratulations to you. And And fortunate to be in, in
2: in a program where it is highly supported by the community and fan base, so it all plays
0: in. But, yes, thank you. Now, Tuesday night when we played UNO, that was actually your 600th game. As the Southern Miss baseball coach, that's a lot of hours on a baseball field. Yeah, but you're Cookbury. just
1: po- you're just pointing out to him that it, you said he's 11 short of 400. You're just telling the guy you're giving him a backhanded compliment that he's lost 200 games. Well, yeah, but he's won twice <laughs> as many. As he's lost. There's a good bit.
2: I was gonna say there's a good bit of loss. <laughs> and Tuesday night
0: was not a pretty win at No, all. it wasn't. Uh, was it? No, but
1: really, in retrospect, not surprising. You guys and the Privateers, it's always a dog fight, man.
2: It is. It, it really. Is I mean every year when I wake up on that day we play them I just know there's going to be something that I haven't seen before that's fixing to happen in this game. So uh, you know we strike out 18 that night, one shy of the record of 19. We hit six uh, <laughs> batters, which just ties the record. Uh, so you know it was it was not pretty at all. But once well, again, you It's about it's about how you, you know how you come out at the end winning, and that's what we try to do, and that's what we. Do.
1: Coach, we talk about the players, obviously, on your current roster of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. It's always good for fans to know kind of who's on the farm, you know, ready to come up. And I got the opportunity yesterday to see Reese Ewing play, uh, who's playing for Pearl River Community College now, left-handed hitter out of the Mobile area. Man, oh, man, did he have a great series against Baton Rouge Community College. He, He, not surprising to Southern Miss fans, but this kid can do it all i mean he's he's got he's got the build of a power hitter but the feet of a of a speed merchant and um what did you guys like about his particular skill set and where do you think he may may you know obviously preliminarily but may fit in with uh, your program reese well yeah
2: certainly his bat is you know his greatest tool that that really stood out to us and uh and But, you know, he's uh, he's an outfielder that can play all three of those positions, like you described, and a uh, very, very fine young man that plays the game hard, and, you know, fits the uh, fits the type of player that we want in our program, so we're excited about, about uh, Reese joining us next year, uh, you know, he's under great program down at Pearl River, and, and great hands in Coach Avalon and his staff, so. Um, you know, he'll be expected to come in and, and play. He's from Faith Academy where Gabe Shepherd's from. So Gabe Gabe and, and him are really close. So it'd be nice to get
1: him here next year. And full disclosure, he was the guy I was talking about in the first segment I that I didn't bring All up, right. but since he has signed, we are we yeah, can talk we about
0: him. All right, coach, busy, busy week. Uh you're gonna go to Ole Miss tomorrow afternoon and uh play Ooh. uh play the Rebels and then you've got uh four games in the uh in Lake Charles, Louisiana, at the Lake Area Classic. Uh, Talk about your opponents this week, and uh, uh, do you like playing these many games this early uh, in a week? Well,
2: you know, it is what it is. Uh, Of course, we got Ole Miss tomorrow, which is going to be a a real challenge going up there. And uh, they have a fine club this weekend. They put up a lot of runs and, uh, you know, took, what, two out of three from Louisville the weekend before, so. Coach Bianco's got a, a nice, nice club this year, and so we got a big challenge there. We uh, we've got the flu blood bad on our on our team right now. We got nine guys down, mm. so yeah, we were running on our skating on thin ice yesterday, and uh, so hopefully, you know, we'll feel a little bit better tomorrow, and we won't all be sick riding the bus when we come back but together. That's my biggest worry is going into the weekend against. Uh, Valparaiso and McNeese State, and the reason we're playing four games there is because there's only three teams if you remember, we were supposed to be in a tournament at Pensacola that got cancelled and uh so then we had to uh you know kind of beg people to let us in and Justin Hill at Mcneese uh, accommodated us and and so we're doing a three team, which means we're got to play four games, which mm-hmm. will certainly be a challenge with each one of our games and with our with our club so uh, it's a tough week, you know. We got what six games in, in seven days, because next Wednesday we'll play um, we'll play uh, a week from Wednesday we'll play Mississippi State, State yeah. Trust Mark. So I guess it's what six games in, in eight days. I
0: right. guess. I'd now I heard yesterday you had four kids out with the flu, so apparently it's spreading on the team. Am I right? It
2: is. Yeah, it is. We had three more come up lame this morning so uh yeah it's kind of it's and unfortunately it's bad time of year that's making it cycle through through our club right now even our trainers got it so uh we're just we're hoping that we can just keep these guys behind and uh and not spread it any any further
0: uh, so are these some pretty significant starters for you that are not going to make the trip to Ole Miss
2: uh, yeah, could be, but I mean, some of them are pitchers that 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 aren't scheduled to pitch anyway. But right. Andrew Stanley, our catcher, our number two catcher, or number one, however you want to look at him, been splitting time. Uh, he wasn't available yesterday and won't be available tomorrow either. So, hmm. um, you've got um, you got some guys that are coming off the flu. Drew Boyd and Matt Adams had the had the flu over the weekend. Chandler Best, he's got it. Uh, which he wasn't feeling good yesterday to, to start with. Walker Powell's got it, so it's kind of making
1: its its circuit through there right mm. now. Well, not, S- not Sunday good. morning I had the brown bottle flu, but that's a different
0: yes, strain. I think it's a different type, <laughs> yeah, Kelly. Different I, don't, I don't think there's any cure for what you have, <laughs>
1: yeah. Coach. Uh, I I want to ask you about Conference USA, man. You talk about tough as a two dollar stake. The two Fu schools, F A U and F I U, are both seven and O. You guys are six and one. In the latest Massey ratings, FIU is up 21 spots. FAU is up 14 spots. You guys are at 6-1. and one.
0: Man, if this continues. And Old Dominion's 5-1. and one.
1: Yeah, so if you, you continue up like this, Conference USA is going to get a lot of love at the end of the year, which we hope is true. Yeah,
2: well, we hope to, you know, uh, you know we pull for each one of our teams in the conference to, to win, you know, certainly these non-conference games because it obviously builds our RPI as a league. Uh, the best it can be. So, um, you know, it is. It's gonna. There's a lot of parity once again this year in our league, and I think there's some clubs that are some older clubs. Western Kentucky is a team that we missed this year. I, I think is going to be a pretty sound club as well. So, uh, Tech, Coach Burrs dropped two out of three from Troy this weekend. A tough Troy, uh, but he salvaged one yesterday. In a 9-0 shutout. But you know, they've been playing really well on the road, and uh, so, you know, it's it's going to be another another tough year in Conference
0: USA. You know, I was looking yesterday, guys, uh, at scores from uh, from Conference USA, the SEC, uh, the Southland Conference, and it's the same story every year. All these teams in the South, and they're all really geographically pretty close to, to Hattiesburg, Coach. There are so many good college baseball teams in the South, It's it's really amazing to watch it year in and year out.
2: It is, yeah. But you know, I mean, that's that's what we're noted for down here. Is the the, the climate, you know, is, is is special for baseball. That's why I moved back. You know, that's why I moved down here in nineteen ninety because I was tired of playing baseball in the gym mm-hmm. this time of year. You know, just hoping you could get outside for a couple of days to to only get that go back inside for another week because of snow. So, uh, you know, that's you know that's what's attracted some of these northern. Schools come down early to get their games in. Of course, you know our pipeline with Minnesota has been pretty good.
3: Right, getting
2: those guys out of the frozen tundra up mm-hmm. there to come down and and fall out and be be pretty good baseball players, right. i can
1: tell. And I know we're heading into commercial break, but you talk about Mississippi State and Ole Miss, they're obviously got. But the, but this McNeese bunch is pretty doggone good yeah. too, buddy. They the are, are yeah. Guy. You yeah. know
2: they're a regional team last yeah. year, and, and the report on them is they can really, really swing it. So. We'll have our hands filled. of yeah. is a blue-collar team. Uh, got a report this morning on them that they're just really hard-nosed, blue-collar. And uh, so, you know, it's everybody's good. I mean, everybody has scholarships, and uh, everybody's got good coaches. So it's just you got to go out and be ready to play and play well every time you take the field.
0: All right, Coach, we always appreciate our visit with you. Look forward to it every Monday. And uh, we thank you, sir. Best of luck to you and the guys this week.
2: All
1: right, guys, appreciate
0: it. All Thank right, you. coach Scott Berry everybody on the Eagle Hour and uh, just no better guy Kelly Sander, than that dude right there. We'll have right a good back.
1: start for sure.
0: Yep. Miss. To the top. To
1: the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Glad that you're listening wherever you are across the great state of Mississippi on the great affiliates of Super Talk Mississippi. The Eagle Hour continues with Bob Getty and Kelly Sanner. Our buddy Luke Johnson will be back in country next week. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you 4th Street Bar and Grill. I got to do some uh, post-gaming there on Saturday night. Couldn't get a pool table. I tried, but they were all lined up, ready to play, but it's always the home of the eight ninety five lunch, and the menu changes all the time. Good people, great Southern Miss folks, the memorabilia always changing some Brian Dozier stuff up on the wall now. You
0: normally just take your shirt off and the room clears. Did, well, that's you not what,
1: try that Saturday night? At closing time. But oh, see, nobody closing. stays when I do that. I, got I don't want to play pool by myself. I, I, understand. You know. I understand. Joining I understand. us on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline is Pearl River Community College head basketball coach Chris Oney, whose Wildcats are the only junior college team that is undefeated on on the basketball court this year. They will head into play this afternoon in Scuba on the on the campus of East Mississippi, the first round of the MACJC State Tournament, where they will take on Itawamba, the fourth seed from the North Pearl River, the number one team from the South. But Chris Oney joins us to talk about uh, not only his team, but about his outstanding point guard, Tay Hardy, who has committed yeah. to play for Southern Miss. He will be a Golden Eagle next year. And coach, we welcome you. And before anything, good luck this afternoon against uh, Itawamba.
3: Thank you, and I appreciate
1: it. Hey, you talked uh, early in the preseason, your press junket, when you did interviews about your team going into this season, that you said Tay Hardy had a chance to be the best point guard to ever play at Pearl River Community College. That's high praise.
3: Well, yeah, yeah, and that's not a slight to all the other great point guards that came through, and I, I didn't, I haven't had a chance to coach all of them, and I had not really seen all of them, but, you know, I was kind of speaking towards the ones I've coached and the ones that, that, that I have had it the opportunity to watch. Uh, I just thought that early Tay Hardick, you know, showed that he, he had a special skill set, you know, that normally you don't see, you know, in this region or, or this area playing the point, you know, with his side, you know, where he can score from all three levels, you know. And I guess he's, he's proven me to almost to be, to be true in my
1: statement yeah 45 percent from beyond the three-point arc 55 percent from the rest of the field an 85 percent free throw shooter and bob getty you like the fact that how tay hardy is a smart kid wants to develop yeah. computer software and yeah. his his goal on the court is to make his forwards
0: look right. good right. yeah coach we had this kid on the show uh i guess a week or so ago and i I left the interview very impressed with how well spoken a young man he is, yes. uh, how just intelligent and polite he was, and he just seems to uh, he seems to have his path laid out in front of him. And it just seems to me it's a great, great grab for Southern Miss.
3: I, I, I agree, you know, and, and I, I don't think. You know, I'll be giving Tay hard my laptop anytime soon to work on. You know, but <laughs> but, I, but I but I really enjoy giving him my team to run. You know, this this past year. But no, uh, Tay is, is a great young man. You know, he has his, his head on his shoulder. You know, he, he's focused and determined. You know, to whatever goal he, he has set. You know, as just not a basketball player, but you know, as a as a future you know husband or, and father. You know, and mm-hmm. which is which is refreshing. You know, to see this time of age, this day of age, and it's and it's also, it's also good good to watch. You know that that a young man come in, you know, with some goals in mind, and and I'm able to kind of help and and watch him fulfill those goals.
0: So you look for him to step right in and play for the Golden Eagles next year.
3: Well, I, I hope so. You know, in talks with uh, you know, sitting in on talks with him and you know Jay Ladner. You know, Jay, Jay Ladner is a, is a coach that. You know, that, that you know, we competed against each other back when he was at Jones, you know, and I was assistant coach here, uh, sitting there, you know, a guy that I respect and trust a lot, you know. You know, they have a need for a guy like, you know, Tay, you know, with, with his skill set. Uh, uh, not that he's going to go there, you know, and, and be this savior, but I do think that he'll go there, you know, uh, and compete to win, you know, and that's something. That's something that uh, uh, Jay's Jay's kind of looking for with, with with this recruit class, you know, guys that have come in, you know, and look up at the scoreboard and try to make sure that that Southern Miss has more points than opposition. You know, I think that's what Tay what what Tay's the best at.
1: And Coach Oni Tay told us here on the show that from day one Southern Miss was on him like Oprah on a Twinkie, and <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and that that <laughs> so immediately Southern Miss knew what they were what they were trying to get. That he f- yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I guess, uh, did you say Oprah
3: on a Twinkle or, or, or Oni on a Twinkle? No, 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 <laughs> well, no.
1: I said Oprah, Oprah.
3: Okay, Oprah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, Jay, Jay, you know, when he was at Southeastern, you know, they came in and, you know, looked at a lot of our guys. And one thing, you know, he appreciates, you know, is how us as a coaching staff, you know, we coach them hard. We try to make them play the right way, you know. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that, that, that we try to do so that, when our guys make it to the next level, you know that they're there, they're ready to be to be coached and to be going in and help their team win you know the guys that we lost last year to division one or uh, or or watched go to division one I, I don't remember the exact number but just about all of them you know are, are helping their team win uh or helping their teams improve on on the year before so that's exciting and I don't anticipate it being any different with 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 Kate.
1: So so coach, and this is a question I get a lot and I don't know the answer to. Um, believe it or not, I don't know the answer to something. But the question is how does a kid I believe it. how does a kid from Ellenwood, Georgia, the caliber of a Tay Hardy no disrespect to you at all, but how do, just from a geographic situation, how does a kid from Ellenwood, Georgia wind up in Pop Vegas?
3: Well, well, I think that is a little disrespect to me and my recruiting efforts by like me and my coaches. <laughs> but you know, you know, you know how this thing works, you know, I've been in it, you know, even though I look like I'm twelve or thirteen, you know, I'm I'm a little older than that and I've been in it long enough to have friends, you know, that no friends, you know, and people that, that call and, you know, tell us about certain guys. You know, but but with Tay when we when we got on the phone with him, you know, it was it was we we had a need for what he was looking for. You know, and I've told the story of cover time. was so funny, you know. I'm very, very impatient, I, I think, the older I get with this recruiting, especially when I'm telling guys, look, you're going to be the face of the program. You know, when you tell me, yes, you're going to start. You all this kind of stuff. Well, Tate was him hawing around with signing the scholarship. So after one day having a bad day of golf, you know, I go in the office the next day and I asked Tate, and I said, has Tate signed the scholarship? He said, no. I said, well, get him on the phone. Well, when I say that, you know, uh, my sis, he knows what that means. I'm about to blow up, you know, two months of recruiting in one conversation, you know, and once Tay got on the phone, I said, look, man, you got you got 30 minutes to sign that scholarship. If not, tear it up. I'm going to move on. You know, and my and Hayden was, was dying in the other room when he heard me tell Tay that, and I hung up in his face. And I hung up in his face, and about 10 minutes later, Tay called Siles back and said, you know, where do I send the scholarship? And he signed it, you know. Now, now what, what Hayden don't know is, if he wouldn't sign it, I was going to call him back and give him another 30 days. <laughs> so I guess my, I guess my bluff worked, it worked out for him, and it
2: worked out for
0: me. All right, Coach, i got two questions for you before we run out of time. A, you guys playing today in, the, in a single elimination tournament, and you're undefeated, which is remarkable. But does that add pressure? Is that a good thing, or is that another level of pressure on your club?
3: Well, you know, to, to be to be honest with that, I guess I'm like Kelly. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we uh-huh. we've never been been in this situation. You know, the last month or so, our focus was on had t- kind of turned into you know, let's let's see if we can win out. Let's see if we can win out. You know, and then we won out. You know, then we then, then now it's like we took a deep breath or a sigh of relief. Now I don't know if that's a good thing uh-huh. or a bad thing. You know, especially you know with our region, with us being the only region. That has a state tournament, you know, every, every other region around the country is resting up, getting ready for the region tournament, you know. So, so I, I, I'm, I'm anticipating that I got a bunch, you know, that, that that's when they hit the floor, no matter the circumstances, they're going to try to win the game. And, and that's all, as a coach, that's all you can ask for. All
0: right, and the last question for me is uh, Kelly referred to you in the in the break as coach O, and I heard you tell him. Did I understand this correctly? You would be willing to learn Cajun and move to Baton Rouge if you could get the other Coach O's salary.
3: Hey, I will steal this bus right now, this a bus right now, and leave the team here. If they call me and told me they're going to pay me Coach O's salary, and by the time I get there, I will be screaming, la la boot, that's whatever that is. That's a good time, bro. Hey,
1: knowing Chris Oden like I know him, he would do it for a third of Coach O's salary. Uh, that's great,
0: Coach. That's just awesome.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So they play at 3 o'clock today. The Pearl River Women begin that uh, state tournament uh, tomorrow. The Region 23 tournament would be next, and then uh, the Wildcat fans are hoping that that undefeated and number two ranking or number one ranking in the country would be enough to get him into the National Junior College Tournament in Hutchinson, Kansas. Chris Oney, thanks for the insight on uh, Tay Hardy, and we hope that we have not oversold this kid.
3: (laughs) Well, I I don't think so, you know, because I think just like, you know, I say and you'll be saying this time next year, whether it's good or bad, you know, he's going to try to win the game. Uh, he's an unselfish kid, and he, and he really cares about what's going on. And, and, and every second that he plays for Southern Miss, he's going to try to win the game. And that's all you can ask for as a coach.
0: Great conversation, Coach. We really uh, really appreciate uh, your sense Absolutely. of humor and really appreciate your time. Good luck to you this afternoon. We're Absolutely. pulling for you. I
1: appreciate it. You. I appreciate it. Thank all you, right, guys. guys. Thank you for having me. All right.
0: What a character.
1: <laughs> if I were that bus driver, I would be careful. <laughs> I'd, just... <laughs> I'd
0: steal this bus right now. <laughs>
1: So money does still mean some things to some people, huh? So
0: does honesty. How refreshing is that, right? That's pretty refreshing, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I always get a kick out of preachers, too, who say, I'm going to pray about this. But they always wind up, they always say that God sent me to the new church. But it's always the new church with more population <laughs> exactly. and more money, you know?
0: Exactly. What a great interview. All right, well, when we come back, we'll get you up to speed on baseball, around the conference, basketball, Track and field, they finished uh, the conference turn- uh, championships over the weekend. Softball And played softball great. had yeah. a heck of a weekend. So, lots to talk about in the last segment. Stay with us. Welcome back. I want to thank you for joining us this afternoon. This segment is sponsored by Hattiesburg Toyota. Great place to buy a new pre-owned vehicle, truck, SUV, car. They've got a great inventory, or huge inventory, actually, I uh, believe in service after the sale and giving you the best price you'll find anywhere in the Pine Belt. And if you want to reach them, Kelly Santer, would you have any idea where to call?
1: As a matter of fact, I do. 601-544-9630. That's 544-9630.
0: All right. A uh, tough weekend for basketball. The ladies basketball team uh, falls to 14-12. They lose Saturday afternoon at Reed Green, 59-55 to Charlotte. I think even more disappointing, though, Kelly Saner is Saturday morning at noon, well, around noon, Southern Miss lost to Middle Tennessee for the second time this year, 61 What it is about the Blue
1: Raiders. I don't know. I, I mean, we just can't figure them out. They're, they're the last team in the standings in Conference USA, and the Massey ratings out of about 351 teams are 294th.
0: And they beat them twice.
1: And it, everybody else seems to be able to beat them except right. us. That hurts.
0: All right. Golden Eagle track and field saw several top five individual finishes in the CUSA Indoor Championships. But the men's side finished as a team in seventh place and the women finished in sixth place. Not happy with the overall results is what head coach John Stewart said, but extremely optimistic about the direction of this very young team and their potential for the future. So uh, the Golden Eagle indoor track and field season has concluded. I guess outdoors next. If we got that things right?
1: warm up now. Yeah, we can go outside.
0: All right, big weekend though for softball as uh, the ladies go up and uh, win the Michelle Short Memorial Tournament. Uh, they win. Uh, they beat Moorhead State and Central Arkansas Sunday. They amassed fifty five runs in the tournament. Uh, the Lady Eagles are now eight and three. Uh, they pounded uh, they pounded Moorhead State yesterday, thirteen to two, and then beat Central Arkansas seven to four to wrap up the tournament. And Kelly Center, a great start for Lady Eagle softball.
1: Both in baseball and softball, Central Arkansas is licking its wounds going going back right. home, home on the boys and girls side. So,
0: congratulations to them. Back on the baseball side, so where are we after two weeks? Florida International and Florida Atlantic both seven and zero. Uh, USM six and one, Old Dominion five and one, Texas San Antonio six and two, Western Kentucky five and two, Louisiana Tech five and two, Charlotte five and three, Middle Tennessee's three and four, UAB two and five, Marshall zero oh and five, Rice is surprising zero oh and six. This weekend, Charlotte sweeps UNBC. I'm not really sure who that is. That Charlotte. is the
1: University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Only he would
0: know that. <laughs> uh, Texas San Antonio plays in a tournament. Uh, they beat Toledo eight to five. Listen to this. They beat Notre Dame four to one and uh, then lost to Incarnate Word three to seven. Western Kentucky wins two out of three against Wright State. Middle Tennessee is in a tournament. They beat Evansville six to nothing, lose to Wright State two to seven, beat Missouri State four to nothing. UAB loses two out of three to UNC Asheville. Florida Atlantic uh wins two over Binghamton. Uh, didn't play a third game I guess because of weather. Florida International sweeps George Mason. Louisiana Tech loses 2 out of 3 against a pretty good Troy team. The Eagles of course beat Central Arkansas 2 games to 1 and UC Irvine the Anteaters Kelly pound the Rice Owls as Rice loses all three games of that series. It doesn't that surprise you a little bit that Rice yeah. is 0 and 6? I would have thought this year, being the second year with their new coach, that things would be a little better. Yes.
1: And, and Irvine, Irvine's pretty good now. I mean, right. a lot of the California teams, the UC teams, kind of get overshadowed by the Stanfords and the UCLA's. And but they're good. And USCs, they are. They are indeed. So, but but still, a, a Rice team that starts zero and six—that that's that's really got me shaking my head a little bit.
0: Tough, tough week for baseball as we talked about. They play Ole Miss tomorrow afternoon. Nine players down with the flu. Boy, not a not a good situation.
1: And you know how that goes. It goes from one guy to the next to the next, and you're in the bus, and that those germs spread around. And and gosh, you hope you hope that this is the worst of it. Um,
0: well, yeah, you hope that. You, well, here's what you hope. I I think you hope that by Friday, this this is passed. They're going into this tournament and. You know what they do tomorrow night, and in the big scope of things, is really not going to matter that much overall. But uh, you you want to go into that tournament with the with the ability to pick up some wins there,
1: and and with with that many players down and playing this concentrated of a schedule, pretty and again, McNeese has got a pretty salty bunch. Yeah. I'm not not as familiar with Valpo, but McNeese State, you know, was a regional team last year, as we mentioned. Another one of those. Really, really tough Southland teams. They've already
0: beaten LSU this year.
1: Yeah, that, that you don't really hear a lot about. And as good as the Eagles have started, you look at the latest Massey ratings, FAU is the top-ranked team in Conference USA, coming in yeah. at 27th. Of course, the Eagles are LaTex at 31, Southern Miss is at 35, and then FIU at, at 46. But just about all the uh, Conference USA teams are in the upper half, other than UAB and Middle Tennessee.
0: The conference, The league's best sport.
1: By far. Yeah. You know, the if they passport. could just figure out the magic in basketball and football. But on the basketball side, only five teams now in the latest Massey ratings, only five teams are even in the upper half of the Division One NCAA Division One rankings, which uh, it's a one-team league this year. We're lucky to be a one-team league in the NCAA tournament.
0: Well, I'll, I'll remember the interview with the Pearl River basketball coach for some time. What a great, great character.
1: Yeah, Chris Oney. He's something. He's got one heck of 18 down there.
0: And good luck to those kids.
1: Yeah, Tay Hardy's committed to Southern. He's got another guy committed to St. John's and another one committed to Tulsa. So well, he's got some players. We'll be
0: following that and let you know how they do. We hope that they, uh, hope they keep this magnificent run alive. All right, back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To,
1: to the, the top. Kids. Into the future.